Joel? Mm-hmm. No, mm, no, 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 no. There were like conversations. Ah, okay. Yeah, twice. I was like, <laughs> it's always conversations. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. What's up, everybody? Welcome to G O T Addicts. We are the Addicts. What up? <clears throat> and we are back with episode six review. Sure, let's go with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think I got it right. Yeah. We're back with episode six review of The Last of Us. So we shall see you guys on the other side. Coming out of the left corner, <laughs> Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Whoa, dang! I'm gonna have to step up my intros, huh? Well, I went for full one on that one. Coming from the opposite corner is me, Steph. <laughs> You got to give it's me some warning. Energy. Hell no. Man, the complete opposite energy. I <laughs> it's, it's been a day and I have not been sleeping. But anyway, you know what would make me feel more energized? Five stars. Oh, no. <laughs> Five stars and some Five follows. <laughs> some follows on Five our Instagram and our, and our Twitter and our tiktok and our facebook find us at the got addicts and send us some emails because that would make my energy go up like 10 hundred times too um got addicts at gmail.com that's right and if we had some likes and subscribes and if you had your notifications on that would make my energy go up like even a million times so make sure you do that damn a million times i'm just i'm just saying i don't think i need my energy up that high I feel like I need that right now. <laughs> if I could get a like okay. a stab of adrenaline, I would say yes, please. All right then. A right stab of in, adrenaline. The, in the middle of my chest. <laughs> I think we're going a little bit too far there, but okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? Okay, so where do we begin? How about we begin with, hey, when you get stabbed, when you get stabbed, <laughs> and then it's an object that is lodged in you and is creating kind of a hole. And, um, yeah, do not pull it out. Just don't do that. Just don't. Just, like, stop. Just, you're going to pass out and probably die from the wound that you are now creating at a bigger amount. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, pulling pulling that out. Um, I feel like part of it was that he didn't want Ellie to be more terrified than she already was. But I think another part of it is like, he he just, I don't know what happened. What He stopped thinking. Why? Honestly. Honestly, you can see it on his face. I felt like his facial reaction was, my thought is gone. I don't know what. Why on earth would he do that? Like, leave leave it there. And given, go back to given, Jackson. Given oh, the fact 
that there were so yeah that took like five yeah it six took five days, days. yeah never mind like but given the fact that he had been through so much on the days leading to getting to Jackson mm-hmm. and he had had what cannot be compared to anything else other than a panic or anxiety moment mm-hmm. in him. I don't think he was thinking properly, even though he was in a better frame of mind. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like, I don't know what happened to him. Him and Ellie were in a much better place than they yes. had been in for the whole series. Yes. They but turned a corner. Finally reached, yeah. They finally reached that spot. <laughs> and, and in reaching that spot, they, uh, they, they just, it was kind of amazing. Like, this is finally the relationship that she needed. Amazing. And the relationship that he didn't realize he needed, but should have had the whole time. It is what dreams are made of. <laughs> finally, <laughs> the change that they made, well, that he made, because she's been yeah. trying since she's. I don't really know. I would put it around episode two. Yeah, like when since Tess, exactly. Because Tess kind of opened the door. Um, Mm -hmm. She's been trying. So Ellie has been trying. It's Joel that finally has turned the corner. And he's just, in a way, he's holding on, but letting go. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. It's what I have been waiting for. So to finally (laughs) see it, it was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful to see their relationship flourish the way that it also is. it took him being called out on his shit. Yeah. By multiple people. By Tommy and by Ellie. Mm-hmm. Like, in a way, those factors, like the only person who was gonna reach him in some way was gonna be Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was no other way of thinking about that. And then Ellie was the only other person that he felt in any way connected to. Mm-hmm. And he finally admitted the fear that we knew he had the whole time. He feared that he wouldn't be able to protect her. Yeah, that he's going to fail her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I think that was the driving thing of this episode. Mm-hmm. His fear and whether or not he could get over that fear. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, you got over that fear, but guess what? You're stabbed. Yeah. the uh, His fear of failure definitely travels with him the whole time because in the beginning, yeah. um, when, he, when we first see him having that panic attack, it's that... Or what I think that he thinks that he might have come too late to save his brother. So yeah. each time he has these panic attacks, it's because he's thinking of, I can't save who I'm supposed to be protecting. Mm-hmm. I already failed yeah. my daughter. I failed Tess. I I think I might have failed my brother. Obviously, we know that that's not true. And I don't want to fail Ellie. I don't want to. I don't want to happen the same thing that we saw just happen with Sam and Henry. Yeah, which like there was that... no need to open up the episode with that. We've seen enough. <laughs> in my opinion, that was traumatic all over again. It was. That was. That was. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take it from there, because as. You already know, if you've been listening for a while, we don't like to start at the beginning of an episode. That was the end of this episode. Correct. So, to take on the rest of this episode was that beginning, which was just Joel at this husband and wife's house, (laughs) 
holding him <laughs> at gunpoint, and the wife cooking him some soup. Yeah, she was cute. She's like, yeah, I did. It's cold outside. <laughs> and the did fact that the they, truth? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you telling me are the truth? Are you telling me the truth? <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they were laughing at Ellie, too, I thought that was really cute. Um, oh, yeah, they were enjoying her cursing yeah. and her, like, <clears throat> perfect. <clears throat> kind of like, 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 just old people in general. I feel like people don't visit old people like let's say the older people in their families um and whenever you do come around to them and you're around them they just they like that you're there so that's like it reminded me of visiting my grandparents so (laughs) (laughs) so like you could i can see that you could be annoying and they're just gonna laugh at you because they just want you around and they want company yeah and these two kind of wanted i think she wanted company more than he did she wanted just somebody to be there and be around there for that moment. Yeah. Because I'm guessing it's only been the two of them for 20 some odd years. Correct. I'm pretty and sure. And they have no kids. Yeah. And I thought the interesting part of this was getting introduced to the fact that some of the worst places are the reservations. Mm-hmm. Like the reservations are really bad off. Because mm-hmm. they made sure to, to point that out as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So as bad as we think the cities are, the reservations are just as bad. Yeah. Now, the river of death (laughs) conversation with Ellie made fun of forever. And her seeing the Aurora Borealis for the first time. Like those two scenes. Those two things were phenomenal from Ellie. Mm -hmm. Her delivery of her her damn. Her joke. I, I was... I laughed out loud when, when she said that. I was like, yeah, that was good. delivered perfectly. That was good. <clears throat> so all of that was a setup to finally get to a place. What was the name of it? Jackson, you said? Jackson, yeah. Jackson. Was to finally get to a place where people are living as if it were normal times. Mm-hmm. In a commune. In a commune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's but, essentially what you're in. Yeah. But they have, they have, they're working on like running water and sewer I systems. I love the fact and that Joel and and, and um, Tommy, Tommy gave each other looks mm-hmm. when Tommy goes like, no, 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 this is a community, mm-hmm. and Maria goes like, no, it's a no, commune. This it's is a, a commune. We're, yeah, we're, we're communists. communists. <laughs> and Joel looks at him and like Joel just I told looks you. at Tommy like, <laughs> and Tommy goes like, <sighs> yeah, avoiding this. Yeah, Can we not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I fought against this in the wars. Pretty much. Freaking older siblings. I mean, I don't know anything about that because I'm the oldest and I'm always right. Um. <laughs> All right. So in that little buildup, when we finally got introduced to the dog scene, <laughs> were you terrified that the I, dog was going to go after her? I sure was. I didn't think it was. Because that's where animals are a little bit more interesting. Because... I think she still has some of the virus in her because she's immune. And that's one of the ways you become immune. You have some of whatever you need in you to defend against it. Yeah. But I think the dog can tell the difference between someone who's infected and going to turn and someone who's not infected but may still have the virus. Kind of like in World War Z. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because dogs have that kind of sense. They get used for so many things yeah. with regards to, you know, picking up certain scents mm-hmm. and textures and stuff. Mm-hmm. But how did you feel about going a whole episode without seeing any infected? 
I was fine. <laughs> That's okay. I'm here for the interactions between Joel and Ellie. <laughs> None of the fights? I like the fights, yes, but I I am following I'm emotionally invested in these two. So I am following them. When they are not there, it, I don't want to see the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you gonna do with next week's episode? Well, Ellie's in it and I wanna see her story, like how she got okay. to this person that she is because i feel like at some point she was soft like she was a soft person softer and she's had to build this tough exterior to kind of defend herself um because i mean we see it later and she says it herself everyone that i've cared for has either died or left me um and after like those those things whether big or small they start to take a toll on the type of person or the person that you are yeah, definitely. And she's been through, and it's going to seem like from what we see next, quite a bit of stuff, especially from the way that she argued with Joel mm-hmm. and the way that she defended herself with pointing out the fact that he's been through some things and she's been through some things and she she kind of doesn't want to be dismissed for having been through almost in the same level of stuff that he's been through. Yeah. Like, and he's, while he's dealing with his feelings of everything that he's going through, he's kind of putting her to the side and not accepting the fact that she's been through a lot of shit yeah. with you and without you. Yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, she was born during... to acknowledge that. Yeah, exactly. She was born during an apocalypse, my guy. Like, <laughs> she, what, when she was she reading... Was born during the end times. For real. When she was reading the diary, she's like, is this really what they had to deal with? movies and boys and the things that like match I think she says matching a skirt with a shirt or whatever and not only does it make you think about the difference between what she has gone through and been going through in her 14 year life and what they went through in 2003 but it also for me made me think like the stuff that I'm thinking about sometimes that are making me think about things and it's just like oh woe is me are so trivial (laughs) in comparison to end of the world situation yes yeah yes um everything is trivial if you compare it to end of the world situation well yeah but still it makes you it makes you put things into perspective basically it does for a little while and then you forget yeah and and i'm back to woe is me (laughs) absolutely absolutely you know me very well (laughs) Uh um but yeah, I think, and I I feel like that's that's always kind of been my gripe with Joel, that he doesn't give her enough credit for living through what she's had to go through. Um, but to his to his defense, though, he doesn't know what a fourteen year old girl life is like. No, outside of a exactly at that moment exactly out like forget about end of the world times just having a daughter period yeah um it's been a while for him yeah uh and then the type of girl that ellie is is very different from the type of girl that sarah was um yeah. i don't know that sarah would have made it through all of this 
Well, she would have made it because she would have had Joel and Tommy to rely on. That's true. So her difference in being that would have been their kind of motivation to be better people. That's true. And to survive a different way. As Tommy put it, yeah, we survived that way, but we could have chosen other ways to survive. Yeah, there were different ways to do it. Yeah, and I think they were broken by that point, both of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Tommy, because Tommy has proven he is more or less a follower mm-hmm. to an extent, is just Joel was broken. Joel had no other way. He wanted some form of revenge in some way yeah. in his mind and was going to take it out on anyone yeah. in any way possible. Now, thinking about that, because we get a lot of Joel, over these episodes, we do get a lot of Joel history. Mm-hmm. Not specific, but we do get it. Is this leading to a possible interaction with someone that knows him from one of those moments previously? Or is the biggest thing going to be this stabbing that he has right now? Are we not going to get that interaction until like season two? I don't think, I don't, I don't, what serve, what purpose would that serve? I don't think we're going to It would drive, it would drive his redemption arc. Because he is looking for a form of redemption in some way. Unless it's somebody Ellie that's going form. to to make it worse, and I don't. And right now, I think he's been through enough. Like we've seen him go through so much that to now bring somebody, like, uh, no, I don't think so. I think Ellie is going to be that redemption for him, if not already, because I, mm. like I said earlier, I think they've turned a corner, and he is holding on and letting go of what he cannot yeah. change. Um, and now he sees that he has Ellie and she, he has to, he, yes, he's been protecting her, but he also has to let her in, which he did. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see how now introducing somebody that's see, like knows his past would continue on that redemption arc. I don't, yeah. Well, I think, I think it'll make I don't it worse. think it would do it for this season, mm-hmm. but if you're going to continue into the next season, I think you have to give him another thing to get past. Because mm-hmm. what he's getting past for this whole season is his daughter. Mm-hmm. And the only way he can redeem that is with Ellie. Do you think Ellie is his redemption for that? So then do you think since he is letting go of his daughter and now we're moving closer to Ellie, that something could happen with Ellie where yes. she gets into the wrong hands of somebody and that then catapults him into becoming a better person to get to her uh, i think there is a hundred percent possibility i just don't know which direction it's going to come from Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's going to be a firefly since we now have to head off to south um salt lake Mm -hmm. or it's going to be fedra Mm -hmm. yo you you and fedra We're finally going to get introduced to what Fedra is. You think like, so? Truly see it. That's what Ellie's whole part is going to be. Oh, oh, oh I thought you were talking about to her story. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We're we're going to get introduced from the Ellie perspective. What Fedra is, mm-hmm. who they are, what they're trying to do, and we're going to get different perspectives on that. Yeah. And we're going to learn about fireflies mm-hmm. from a younger perspective. Yeah. But. Because those are the two that are the biggest and are always at odds, those have to be the two that 
are going to go after a person like a character like Ellie. It's going to be one of them. And there might even be a fight between the two of them. Not the so, small group that then will become a bigger group of people that are now chasing them? No, because I don't think there's anybody chasing them at the moment. Kansas City got all destroyed, Not so them. there's nobody chasing them. I mean, the, oh, the you people mean that in the, the people la- that just... Yeah. No, because I think that was just a small raiding party. Mm-hmm. He did kill someone, mm-hmm. so depending on how that goes back, maybe. Yeah. There might be a group after them that way. But, okay. So, because this is a video game, Mm -hmm. or it's based off a video game, the premise of a video game is usually, let me give you little bosses here and there before you fight the big boss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Before you get to the main point. So, whatever comes next, we've had little interactions. We had Kathleen for two episodes. <clears throat> then we had the tragedy with Henry. Then we had meeting up with Tommy, leaving Tommy. Mm-hmm. Now you have this interaction. So yes, I can see from this little group that he just killed one person of, there being an interaction with a smaller character. Okay. Who's going to try to come after them and find them. But I still think the bigger characters are at play and they're both either Firefly mm-hmm. or Fedra, mm-hmm. if not both of them. Because it could be both of them yeah. from different angles. Yeah. And I don't know what you do with that. Because they have a lot to play with. Depending on how close they want to stick to whatever comes next. Is season one only going to be game one and then season two is going to be game two? Mm-hmm. And that's how you're going to do it? Because if that's the truth, who Nelly, there's some shit coming. But For game one. Let's say. No, for game for game two. Oh. <laughs> so ugly. while you haven't played the game, you've read so you know you have an idea of certain things that happen. I know the beginning twist of game two okay. that affects everything. Because it was big when it was released. God. Because it was talked about a lot okay. on how this is, you know, the twist for this new game. Since they were made a long time ago. Almost eight years apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first game was. So it was like, so when that second game was finally made, they wanted to do something big and different, and they did something big and different. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're not going to continue the story just from going game one to game two, then you're going to do something to bridge them in a later on of season two. Gotcha. So you have to build out different things here. Mm-hmm. Unless you're telling me this is just two season story. No, we've already s- discussed this. That that's not going to happen. We don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you have to show me new foundations to create this story for yourself. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, you've done a few of those. Kansas City was one. Um, Bill and Frank. Frank were another mm-hmm. one. Like, you gave us little things. But you have to create new avenues for our characters to get into problems and get out of problems. Yeah. So how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way you do that is you introduce little bad guys that take up two episodes. Mm -hmm. And you don't introduce the main bad guy in the end of the season. Like, 
if you give her over to Firefly at the end of the season, fuck. So okay, so what I what I think might happen is since they're going, since they had this altercation with these raiders, right? Mm-hmm. And they're moving towards Salt Lake, towards the Fireflies. That's where the Fireflies are, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. I think the Raiders are going to come, following them to Salt Lake, and that's going to be a bit of a problem because he's going to have to tell the Fireflies what it is that he's doing there and why they're both important. But here now we have this group of people following us, so we're going to have to band together to get rid of them. Because we have to keep Ellie protected. And then once that happens, then maybe we're going to have to have that fight, like you keep saying, between the Fireflies and Fedra. Because they are the two battling groups from way mm-hmm. back in the beginning. Yeah. But, okay. So then, if you're right, and that is the case, that means we get past Joel being injured. We have so- to. We have to. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing we have mm-hmm. to. But what I'm saying is in the scope of the season. Mm-hmm. So next episode is backstory on Ellie. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's the whole episode. So that's episode 7. Mm-hmm. That leaves us 8 and 9 for current story. Mm-hmm. We should come back into 8 with Joel injured and recovering. Or Joel just... If they do it like most shows do it, we're going to feed into backstory right at the beginning of the next episode. Mm-hmm. And the end of the episode is going to be carryover from the end of this episode. Yes. And somebody's going to come to help her. Yes, that's what I think. That's the only way it comes into play. Mm-hmm. So that means for the beginning of episode eight, mm-hmm. Joel's going to be in recuperation mm-hmm. and Ellie's going to be frantic. Yeah. And then that introduces your guys. No, that would work. That would work. Mm-hmm. It would introduce your the bad guys, mm-hmm. the small boss, and get them to have to go to Salt Lake. Because they're not going to be anywhere near Salt Lake no. with Joel injured. Mm-hmm. So it would get them to have to run to Salt Lake. And I think whoever finds them is going to be a firefly. I think so, too. I think that's the way you introduce the fireflies mm-hmm. into this in this manner. Mm-hmm. Do you think they know about Ellie already? You think Marlene got the message out? And then no. Got no. Because she wanted to keep that secret, that's, right? That's way too important to just... Yeah. how, Like, how? She would have had to send somebody, like, ahead of them. Or herself? Well, you're thinking she would have. I don't... But I, like, I don't think that she would have done it over the radio. No. Maybe she went herself, but... Possibly. Uh, maybe. We, there's no way we got introduced to a character like that and don't see her for the yeah. rest of the season. True. Well, that would be a freaking video game to do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's so much... Is she a bigger character this. in the game? I don't know. Oh. I never played the game. I, I don't know the detail. I know moments in the okay. game because the moments come out and they're everywhere. And when you're a fan of almost anything anime Mm -hmm. you're online watching those all the other ones leak in okay especially video games okay so i've seen them leak in and i know certain parts gotcha note to self stay away got it (laughs) (laughs) but it just feels like marlene should be a bigger point and it's probably there at the end as the final destination for getting ellie Mm -hmm. 
I'm still thinking there's some kind of double cross to who Ellie and Joel have become. You know what? At the end of the season. I think you're right. There has to be somebody at the other side that already knows. Because if not, how do we trust that you were sent by Marlene? Like you could be whoever you are and how do I, there's no way that I trust you. So yeah, I think you're right. I don't know who the heck it could be. So I think what makes sense is that it is her, but she was saying that she, that Joel and and Tessa are the only ones that could have gone over there. So how would she have, I mean, I know that there's, you know, movie magic because if Gendry can run from the middle of the freaking (laughs) ice area to the wall in 20 minutes, then why can't Marlene make it from whatever QZ they were at in Boston to, Salt Lake. Yeah, but it's also, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Remember, they've been stuck in places for more than just a day or two. Technically, it's yeah. maybe been five months. Because the break, the, the jump we see in the beginning of this episode is three months. And since they left, we talked about it last week. Since they left to, let's say, then, we were like, oh, well, maybe it's only like two months. So it hasn't been that okay. long. So, so if you're saying five months when you're having to protect somebody and you're having to go around things mm-hmm. and having to think about and not having to go straight through, yeah. and instead you have somebody who's just going from firefly, fr- firefly location mm-hmm. to firefly location and knows all the avenues for that, mm-hmm. what would take you five months to get somewhere could take them three, true. even if they started two weeks behind Yeah, you. that's true. And Joel or was going... You to wyoming to see his yes. brother first anyway exactly so okay so no you're right in yeah Salt Lake. waiting so it makes it it makes it very interesting so <clears throat> but this is where it comes back to me so it it, it makes it very interesting so how you could end the season because mm-hmm. now you can end the season with that little fight with the people who are following ellie and joel mm-hmm. Versus the Fireflies. And then Joel and Ellie ending the season being happy to get to the Fireflies. Mm-hmm. And the audience being introduced to there being some kind of alternative to Ellie finally reaching this destination. Mm-hmm. Like some kind of twist. Mm-hmm. Like we get something. Like a Firefly or, not trusting it. Saying that she's going to infect Yeah. Fire. <laughs> or if we're talking about science, a Firefly saying... We need her dead, cut up. Yeah, mm. we need they're her not, inside. and Joel's not gonna want exactly. That. So, if that's that's one way, the other way is that would be interesting. Yeah, you have okay, so that's one way. The other way is you have the fireflies having fought off these people with Joel mm-hmm. and Ellie, them being happy to see the fireflies, and then you have Fedra introducing itself. And fighting a location, finding the location of the fireflies, and they're swarming. Joe and Ellie have to run. Both are interesting because there's more drama in the first one. Oh, there's a lot more drama because now you don't trust. Yes, exactly. Because now we're running from everybody. The fireflies. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I feel like fireflies and Fedra is like just the the known. So. I think the first one is more 
more drama inducing. So, hmm, that's interesting. So no, but but that's that's the compelling aspect of this cuz how do you end this? Do you take the chance and make the fireflies the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Or do you wait to the beginning of the next season and then make them the bad guy? Mm-hmm. And just keep the same bad guy you've had that has never made an appearance in Fedra and make them make an appearance at the end here. And then you come into the next season and introduce the bad side of Firefly. Mm-hmm. Or do you just make the Fireflies the bad guy at the end of the season? And would leave Fedra as an interaction for next season? I feel like that makes more sense because we've been working so hard to get to the Fireflies. We're putting so much trust into them that everything is just going to work out, that everyone, Marlene knows if they can do it, if... You know, there's a, Marlene is a lot of things, but if she says that they can do it, they can do it, Joel says. So I feel like that makes more sense because, again, we're putting all of this trust and all of our eggs into this one basket, this one firefly basket. And I think what's going to happen is either they can't do it like they say mm-hmm. they are. So it doesn't matter that Ellie is immune or anything like that. Or... They're gonna. It's it's gonna be a problem where it's just like, yeah, no, she has to be kept here for testing and poking and prodding, and she's that's gonna terrify the shit out of her, and then mm-hmm. she's gonna look to Joel for protection, and Joel's gonna be like, no, why do you need to poke and prod her? Just pull her blood, and they're gonna be like, heck no, we need to perform a lobotomy, and it's just gonna be a mess. All the yeah. while, we got these raiders coming out because you just killed this man. <laughs> who we're gonna find out is somebody's son yeah he's like Negan's, like, Negan's son or something like that <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find out he's somebody's son yeah but we've already seen that the Raiders are coming because if you see it in the previews yeah I don't know Preview, two previews ago there were people on horseback riding through snow those are the people we saw then, to... no 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 you sure yeah um... these guys were covered the- These guys were covered that we just saw. The guys that, that we saw in the preview were not covered. There was three of them on horseback, uncovered faces. Oh, I gotta watch these previews again. I thought that the horseback people were these people that we saw here. No. And I was like, okay, we're safe. No, no. Oh, no. oh At least I don't no. think so. Jerry. <laughs> From what I'm recalling, I don't think so. Because we didn't... Because you can't have given me those guys in that moment... And not have shown me Maria. Because mm-hmm. Maria was a main person. I don't remember Ramia, Ramia, Maria. <laughs> you good? Maria. <laughs> in that in that little trio. <laughs> I don't remember her. So. I'm going to have to rewatch them. Because I, I really yeah. thought that these were this. No, no. I think, I think there's another one. We're still in snow. Mm-hmm. So, and that took place in snow. Okay. And it was around woods. Because I remember seeing trees. And this one was opened. This one was open. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It was open. Yeah. (laughs) I I stuck in an Ellie joke there. (laughs) (laughs) So, this one was open. So, it's just like, we still got the bad guy to meet. This is definitely somebody's son Mm -hmm. you just killed. Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't know, man. It gets so interesting, and this is probably some of the more interesting aspects of this. Because mm-hmm. the direction they decide to take, while it may fall in line with the game, and you could read how the game ends and then like get introduced to this, it still is about how they get there mm-hmm. and how they decide to choose this direction, even if it is exactly like the game. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, man... We saw Big Boy Fungus. Yes. There's more. Yeah, there has to be more. There has to be more. More drama along that line. Smarter. There's got to be smarter Mm -hmm. ones. Because what this reminds me a lot of is Resident Evil. And I think this is the second time I compare Mm -hmm. it. Because the zombies have been around for so long, they evolve in a sense. Not the same way, but they, they adapt to their surroundings and have changed their manner of how to yeah. go after humans. A fungus is a living organism. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me after 20 years it hasn't learned how to adapt to certain things too. I think they've said that though in the epi- in episode 2 when Tess and when they were all looking down at the um Oh yeah, th- no, they no. did yes, mention right. it, right? So I mean, if yeah, it can learn, yeah, kind of, if it can learn oh. to adapt in such a simple way like that and like we discussed was it last episode or the episode before when what's his like the human characteristics oh, that it's last, yeah, like there it, it has to be that it's evolving to a point where could it be a thinking organism like Possibly. sentient yeah. and oh my gosh that's scary <laughs> scarier that's <laughs> oh. so like for a show that's about a game and has a very centered purpose because there's already an end to both of these games. Mm-hmm. One and two. There's so much you could do to expand the world away from just making it about the games mm-hmm. that would be so much more interesting and compelling for a television show if it's done right. Do you think that regardless of expansion that they still want to maintain the endings. Yes. Hmm. Because I think it's been the same thing each time. Every time they introduce something new, they still want to maintain the core. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. They still want to maintain the core Mm -hmm. of it. And I think the core of both of these games is how they close out and how they end and what they do at the end mm-hmm. while leading us there. So that doesn't really leave. Does that leave a lot of room to do that, though, then? Well, that that depends on when you decide to bring those moments. Because mm-hmm. nobody says that the way the first one ends has to be the way the first season has to end or the second season mm-hmm. has to end. It just, that section of it has to be introduced. Okay. You have to be willing to go there. Whether or not it's the closeout of a season, it still has to be an impactful moment. Mm-hmm. It has to be the closeout of an episode, no matter what. Gotcha. But does it have to be, this is how this season ended? Mm-hmm. Versus this season ended like this. 
and I laid out a little bit more time for it to end here. Mm -hmm. To get to that first um, first game ending. Because mm -hmm. this is the same conversation we had about House of the Dragon. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, we know how the book ends. We know when characters die. We know for that one. Yeah. For House of the Dragon, we know all of that. Yeah. And we know all of that has to be done. And we know that it's going to be done in the next little while because we've already begun what is the main arc mm -hmm. of that. But you don't have to rush it the same way the book mm -hmm. does. You don't have to get there as because fast. Because in a series, yeah, in a series, in the television series, you have time to flesh out a couple of the things that the book or the video game did not. Mm -hmm. So now, why not take this time to flesh out some other aspects while getting to that part that you know has to come anyway? Yeah. So I think they could do some stuff. Yeah. The f they already put themselves away by not making Fedra the bad guy like it is in the yeah. game. Fedra's the bad guy yeah, in the game. That I, fully. Mm -hmm. Like, that's who's overriding everything. So when you didn't do that, you didn't say they're not going to be there. Mm -hmm. You said they're not going to be there right now. Mm -hmm. But you still dropped hints of them. Yeah, throughout, throughout everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fuck yeah, man. This can be done. It just doesn't have to be rushed to be the end of the season, especially if you want to have three or four more seasons. Mm -hmm. So, mm. yeah. Which conversation... I, there are two things that I want to talk about. Okay. I'll, I'll lead with this one first. Which conversation do you think was the most emotionally driven? The one that Joel and Tommy had? Or the one that Joel and Ellie had? Emotionally driven? Yeah. Like, which conversation which, between uh, Joel what, and Tommy? When he's, the bar one? No. When he was talking to... When he told him about Ellie. Oh, the breakdown. Yeah. One. Like, which one Which one hit you harder, basically? The Joel one. The Joel and Tommy mm. one. For me, oh, it yeah. was the Ellie one. I actually teared up. So here's 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 what it was for me. The Joel and Ellie one was a confrontation that I saw was necessary eventually mm -hmm. to get them past the impasse they had had mm -hmm. for a while. The Joel and Tommy one, while necessary, was completely different than how you do a main character. Because mm -hmm. what you got was a main character saying... I am broken. Mm -hmm. I am destroyed. And I am nowhere near the man that I used to mm -hmm. be. And I don't know how to get back to being that mm -hmm. man. Like, you don't do that often with main character. Mm -hmm. You don't give them that form of weakness mm -hmm. in a character you are telling you need to carry this story. So for me, that was a more impactful emotional conversation simply because you did something that you wouldn't normally do. You gave him full weakness and you gave it to the right person. Mm -hmm. You gave, you made him have to have that with Tommy. Yeah. If it had been with anybody else, it, like, wouldn't have... it would not have worked. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. Like, even with Ellie, even with Ellie. No, it could have happened with Ellie at some point. He could have broken down with Ellie. No, at some point. So? If, yeah. Because he was heading mm -hmm. there. He's, he's, he's had little 
chips at the armor. So he's, he was heading there. And that's why I that's why I agree with you that the conversation between him and Ellie was impactful when it was necessary because of those chinks in the mm-hmm. armor. But I think that conversation with Tommy is what made that moment even more. Because it showed a deeper side to a man emotionally who had not gotten past a lot of yeah. stuff. And felt like he was a failure. Yeah. I think what happened uh, for me was they were back to back. So to see Joel finally um, kind of let go of everything that he had been holding on to because he was mm-hmm. with someone that he felt comfortable with. Because the episode with his kin, the title of the episode, yeah. um, you know, when you're with your family or when you're with somebody that you trust, you, you're your those reservations fall away and you can be the person you you're more comfortable and you can just you know say what you have to say so he had been holding on to so much so so much so much and like we said the other time it was it was bound to happen so it happened with like you said the only person that it could have happened with and then so i was already emotionally charged by all of that yeah <laughs> and then and then you had that ellie and, thing yes that. and yeah. then to see the interaction with ellie where he's coming to tell her I like she she overheard it and all she's thinking is abandonment and he's thinking yes. I don't want you to die because I can't protect you but yeah. then she brings in Sarah and Sarah. it switches him Never. like shut your little mouth <laughs> um yeah and that was that was another way of something that he needed too. yeah absolutely um did I think that he really wasn't going to go with her? For a second, I did. And I was like, "He, I really did. I was like, you know what's going to happen? Tommy's going to go. They're both going to go. And he's just going to ride up behind them, like, I don't know, half an hour later. And that was what's going to happen. The way that it happened was much better, actually. <laughs> yeah. I like that he uh, told her much more necessary. Absolutely. I like that he said, oh, you know, I was just coming over here. He's he just like a guy, like a dad. Um, you know, I was just coming in here to steal this horse and I would have just, you know, but I stayed I here. And, and, yeah, I would have given it to you <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have to steal anything. Um, and then her, her not letting him finish his sentence and just being like, let's go. Like, why are you even? <laughs> yes, thank you for my choice. So but picking? yeah. Um, and I like the, and then moving on, I like the interaction between him and between Joel and Tommy where he's like, oh, can I borrow the gun? And then he's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, yeah, you know, because Maria took mine. And he's like, I already, yeah, I already said yes. yes. <laughs> like, that is, I like little things like that because it reminds me of like my siblings and my family. And it's yeah, just like, yeah, it's, it's like, dude, shut up. I already said like yes um especially when you're older and the younger 100 percent. it's like is shut it. up 100%. i don't want to yeah. continue the to waste my saliva like, <laughs> yes exactly um <laughs> which is funny anyway um and then everything after that with seeing joel open up to ellie and make jokes and the endearing like when they're on the back of the horse and she puts his her head to him it's like Oh, this is this is what I needed to see. This is what I wanted to see. <laughs> I feel so much better now. Thank you very much. So all of that was great. No, no, it was good. Everything after the um 
I've been here for 30 minutes scene. Um, everything after that, where he's teaching her to shoot, mm -hmm. they're writing together for five days, all of that, the questions, the contract. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My God, those scenes were lovely. Yeah, everybody loves the contractor. They all loved the contractor. Yeah. yeah. The contractor. It was it was really <laughs> good to see. I went like this sounds like a Liam Neeson movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was good to see like I like I've been saying finally we've turned a corner and yeah. we're in a completely different space. And now, if anything happens to Ellie, it's going to really... Yeah, but that's why we should have known that Joel was going to get stabbed. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we had finally gotten the good part. And Something we knew bad has to happen. It can't all be good. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting Something it. I wasn't expecting it the way that it happened. Like, the bat broke, and this piece got in... Like, f what are the odds? <laughs> The bat broke because he hit the wood. Mm -hmm, the tree. He had a piece left on him. He had the tree. He had the piece left. And when Joel went to grab him, he stepped. Yeah, it was just. Yeah. It w that is a scene that altogether was perfect because everything makes sense. Mm -hmm. The bat breaking because he missed. Because it's probably an older bat. Mm -hmm. Him still holding on to that piece. Joel grabbing him and choking him mm -hmm. out and then breaking his neck. But ending up with a piece inside of him because the guy's fighting him mm -hmm. off. Yeah, all of that made sense. Yeah. None of that was done incorrectly. All of that just made, like, yeah, that's how it would happen if it needed to happen. That way. You know what I just thought? They were, oh, they couldn't have stayed there. I'm like, why did they just go back in the building and get all of the medical stuff? But they couldn't do that. They were being chased. Never mind. Anyway. Not only that, there wasn't any medical stuff left. There was, like. True. I mean, they could have looked, but but they were being chased. Like, it doesn't even matter. Fireflies ran away. Yeah. That's another thing. That is another thing about this episode. Why were the fireflies gone? The raiders, Could my it have guy. Been because of these raiders, yes. exactly. Yes, that's what I'm saying. These people are bad. These people are bad. So the last thing I want to talk about. Somebody's son. Killed somebody's son. It's Negan's son. I'm telling you. Um, we're gonna have a universe clash. <laughs> anyway, um, multiverse. This episode was the most beautiful episode that I've seen. <laughs> on a show in I don't visually? know visually yeah. because like from the Aurora Borealis the scenery oh the my gosh with the mountains in the background the lighting that was done was beautiful beautiful Jerry yeah, the entire great. episode I was like wow this this is beautiful like I don't know if it was actually shot like where we're actually supposed to be throughout the no. movie the game whatever no. it is um no yeah. it gets shot in Calgary oh well it's beautiful over there I'm gonna go um yeah no 100% and it's a lot of snow so all of that is very well that makes I don't sense think, because most of it gets shot in Calgary the reason they picked Kansas City because they said it at the end was because where we're shooting in Calgary can be represented very well of how the city of Kansas City mm -hmm. is laid out. Mm -hmm. So we can use both of these to work for our benefit. Gotcha. So, um, but a lot of studios are now in Vancouver and Calgary mm -hmm. and Canada, mm -hmm. most of them. A lot of the big studios that produce for television mm -hmm. shows are there. Well, whoever's so, scouting these places out and whoever's actually directing or 
making sure that these scenes come together visually, these people need a raise because <laughs> this episode was very yes. Well done. Because on the top use of, of the aurora borealis was extremely yes, well done. yes, it was it was beautiful. On top of the interactions and the what we're getting with our characters to see it's such a contrast to what we've seen and i think that might be why it was so beautiful too because we're just seeing death and destruction and all this you know fungus among us stuff and here we are uh, traveling through the united states let's say and we're seeing these beautiful landscapes the dam that we saw the river even though it's the river of death. Um, and again, some of the lighting was just so beautiful when Joel has his first yeah. um, uh, anxiety attack, the light that comes through from his right side through to the camera. Um, when Joel, when they're on horseback and the sun is coming from in, in front of them and the silhouette, you see the silhouette of the horse and the, I'm going to post it. I have to post it to Instagram because it's so beautiful. Um, <laughs> that scene, that was no words had to be said, just the guitar playing. That was my favorite picture. And it reminded me of the book of Eli when <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are points in movies and shows that it's like, I just remember that one scene and it's like, wow, that's beautifully shot. Um, but, but I also think that's another reason that we didn't have any infected this episode. Mm-hmm. Because given what we were being given of the majesty of everything mm-hmm. that we were given, to introduce what we already know is the ugliest part of what's left of this world would have felt wrong. Yeah. It just would have felt off. Yeah, you're right. So I think they did everything extremely well to get it to the end that we got. Mm-hmm give us all the beauty, lay out everything, get people to finally feeling better about each Mm -hmm. other with Tommy and Joel, with Joel and Ellie, even with Maria and Ellie and Maria trying to be this like overbearing person that believes she knows Joel better than Mm -hmm. anybody else and Ellie fighting her Mm -hmm. on it, but not fighting her incorrectly fighting her like she defended him i've Mm -hmm. been around him i know yeah as well as you think you Mm -hmm. know so it's just like this was all very well done very well put together and very well addressed from all very good it was a perfect i'm very happy that there wasn't infected because that would have just distorted what was being delivered as a message i think of all the episodes we've seen so far this one was my favorite and that's saying a lot because I liked like the first and second episode. Um, but I think this one had a good amount of, it pulled on my heartstrings. We finally got to the place that we've been trying to get to for so long. Mm-hmm. We definitely, because of the whole Joel and Ellie thing, it's my favorite. Um, and just the beauty of the entire episode. Um, for me, it was my favorite. Yeah, it was a really good episode. I thought it was, for me, it's in the top three. Mm -hmm. I thought the last episode, the one with Henry and Mm -hmm. Sam, I just thought everything about that episode built out so beautifully. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the dad side Mm -hmm. of it. I'm like, I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. The ending, I fucking hated. Well, yeah. I don't think anybody liked it. But, you know, this was was well Mm -hmm. done. They did a great job with this episode. And it scares me to see how they're going to decide to close this out 
You and me both. You and me both. I don't want to know. <laughs> because I, I just, I, we already know that I'm a little too emotionally invested into these people. But <laughs> anyway, um, if y'all are, y'all, if you guys are also emotionally invested, you can send us an email and let us know who you're emotionally invested. Or if you're not, just let us know. Um, GOTaddicts at gmail.com. Follow us across all so- social media. That's Instagram, almost. TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, I almost said Tinder. Too many freaking T's. <laughs> we are not, we are not on Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> um, and make sure that you have notifications set up so you get uh, a little ding-a-ling-a-ling when <laughs> we post <laughs> and when we let our... When we release that episode, I wonder if we are on Tinder. That was a weird address. Um, Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review with some estrellas. Until. Yeah, remember, three or more. Until our episode later on in the week. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.